Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay. What's happening? What's good, baby? Hey, me. Key. Man. What's happening? I just want to say something off the bat. Yes. Because we, we, we didn't address it in our first hour, and I think it needs to be addressed. Yeah, what, what is it? Um, how impressed I am with Golden with State. Oh. <laughs> so, no, just <laughs> with you, not with you. That, with Golden State. That top five MVP list. Yes. Um, number one, when your coach catches COVID two hours before the game and he is removed, and the coach who just signed a deal to be the next Sacramento Kings head coach is then your interim head coach, he gets to win on a night in which your two stars were off shooting from the field, 19% from the three-point line, your energy backpack in Jordan Poole did not play well, and the spiritual leader of your team has literally lost a teammate to death in Adrian Payne, his Michigan State teammate, that day. That day. So, you know, we talk often about how people navigate through adversity and how it doesn't look right for teams. And hearing the guys, TNT, last night, late night, talk about that's not a championship team. I hear what everybody's saying this morning. And there, there is a big part of me because I have stuff betted on the game with Memphis winning, you know, two Tom Ford suits with Stephen A. Smith, where I get mad about it. But I just want to applaud the Golden State Warriors for finding a way to battle through all these adverse things we just talked about and still finding a way to win down the stretch in a really muddy, ugly game mm. where they were down the whole game to a team in which didn't have their star on John Morant. And people are going to say, oh, they didn't have their star. They didn't come out with the same firepower. But sometimes it's hard to muster up energy to play in these games. It's hard to battle through all these little things when your shots aren't going down. But just kudos to Golden State for finding a way to get the game done and now being up 3-1 to one and have a chance to close it out on the road to Memphis. Cheers to you, Golden State. That's all I wanted to say to start off the show. With that kind of energy, doesn't matter what you throw at me, Max and Key, I'm firing a way to win in life. That's all. Like <laughs> You want to follow that at all, Key? What do you got to say, Key? Shady Kane, what do you got to say? I just want to say that veteran leadership goes a long way. Yes, it does. In these situations, Jay. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think when you no when you look at Golden State situation, yeah, they were down most of the game and whatnot, but yet and still, it twelve points down the fourth quarter. But everything else was close. It wasn't. It wasn't. They were down six, maybe eight. Then they drop it back down to four, then a three, then back up to six. It wasn't like they was down. 12 and 15 and 20 the entire game. So they knew in the end, growing up, that's kind of how the Lakers used to be, right? Growing up, the Lakers would be down. Magic then would be down in the fourth quarter by 10, 12. But you always knew they veteran leadership and the players that they had, in the end, they would be the ones with the W's and the other team would be walking off the floor. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way about Golden State last night because of the Currys and the Thompsons and the Draymonds, they find a way to win. That is what champions have done. And I know you mentioned the, the guys on TNT last night said that's not championship basketball. I didn't win a championship in basketball, but I've been around sports long enough to know what championships look like. And that is a championship caliber team because when they needed to dig deep, they dug deep enough to pull out a victory. Anki, last point on Golden State. It's personal for me in this show because I – 
have stated multiple times that I think Steph Curry will finish top 10 all-time greatest NBA players. Max Kellerman always tells me he and Kendrick Perkins has added on to this that he needs to win a finals MVP. Okay, 18 points in the fourth quarter last no night to close it out. Made free throw after free throw after free throw after free throw to seal this game for his team. Okay, Steph, moving in that direction. No the doubt, moving we're in that showing, direction. The list that we're showing right now, the most career three-point uh three-pointers made in the playoffs. Yep. That's interesting because everybody on this list is in, like, the modern-day era of basketball where the three was part of it except Ray Allen. Everybody yeah. else was – well, Ray was on the middle. He's in the, he's in the cusp of it. Yeah, yeah he the was cusp straddling of, two different But areas. everybody else, I was looking at the list, I'm like – of course. of course, everybody. That's what they, they used do to the best three-point yes. shooter in the league used to shoot three, four times a game from three. Now <laughs> it's twelve Steph, times a game. You got Steph Curry, LeBron James, Klay Thompson, Ray Allen, James Harden as the most career three-point field goals made in NBA history. Of course. All right, Keith. <laughs> now I want to pivot to the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis gave one away last night, and I am still angry about it. And here's what it leads me to think: Dylan Brooks. In this series against the Golden State Warriors, 24% shooting from the field, 22% from the three-point line, averaging seven points per game, was ejected, missed game three after being ejected in game two for clobbering Gary Payton the second. And the 837 mark in the third quarter key, here's how this goes for him. Foul, turnover, turnover, made three-pointer, mystery pointer, shot blocked, mystery pointer, foul. It's the game turnover. right there. Yeah. Right. I, I just and it leads me to think sometimes I feel like for Memphis, I know they're a young team, even though they had this game and they could have closed it out. Uh, they they could have got a win on the road when Steph and Clay weren't playing that well. And it felt like they were missing that veteran presence down the stretch, typically where Ja would have taken those games over. But I'm thinking, how does Memphis go next level? And I'm looking at guys like Dylan Brooks and I'm saying Desmond Bain is already doing the things that Dylan Brooks, even though he played decently, he played good last night defensively. Desmond Bain is doing that type of stuff. Are they one piece away? Like, is it you want Dylan to use Dylan Brooks, Brooks in a package to bring Kyle someone Anderson in? Uh-huh. for a package for somebody, a veteran wing like presence who can make shots down the stretch and be that addition to John Morant? Like, I don't know what exactly that name is. Is that Victor Oladipo? But, but, but is that Jake. Pascal Siakam? If you can get him mm. from Toronto, you- are there wings out there that can take that footed? that fit into the defensive mindset of this team that can take them one notch mm. above where they are right now. Mm. Why, why, why now, no, Jay, you feel that way? And, that, and I'm not picking on you or anything yeah. like that. I just want to know why you feel this way now when it started a season for the most part. It started a season once you saw basketball being played that you felt like Memphis can be here in the end, and now you feel like they need another guy. What shifted your mindset from that point to where you are today viewing them. Alan Yates is our other hoops expert on this show, uh, Philadelphia expert. Alan Yates, I call on you. How long have you and I been talking about Memphis being somewhat of one piece away? It's been a while now. Like, they need something. I don't know if it's that, you know, that gritty wing or if they need a flamboyant scorer, but they need something to get them – to have a little bit of pressure taken off of John Moran. See, we've been talking about it for a while, though. And, I, Key, I, matchups mean something, right? So, when I saw Golden State, that matchup, I was like, ugh. Because Steph was hurt. He was coming off the injury. Wasn't sure about the timeline of him coming back. And then, in addition, if Steph wasn't himself, 
Like, it was an opportunity for Memphis being fully healthy. But with Steph coming back, I I think that's kind of what changed it. And Dylan Brooks is good. I like him. I I just see him more as an asset for moving a step closer. I hear everything everyone's saying. I don't disagree with anything. And I I understand it's not as simple as, well, if Ja plays and they barely lose, if without Ja they barely lose, then with Ja they would have won. I know it doesn't work that way. In this case, though, the game was that close. I think if Ja plays – after the team lost, he's that type of personality. He asserts himself at the end of the game, and I think we're looking at a knotted series. However, he didn't play. Taylor Jenkins, Grizzlies head coach at the postgame presser, do you think Ja will be available for game five? It is do or die. Yeah, to be determined. I don't know. We're just going to see once we get back, you know, more evaluation where, where he's at. Wow. Yeah, man. If he can't go, if he can't go. I- Key, I'm just still kind of like, uh, and I'm never questioning somebody in their injury, and I know we have to go to break, but it's, is, is the pull from Jordan Poole is like, is that what makes the knee so bad? It did look like a little lateral instability. Like, I got worried when I watched it, you know, uh, like in, in slow mo, it's like, oh, I don't know. The knee is going in a direction it's not supposed to. Wow. Yeah. Listen. If he does go, it's it's wow. it's credit to him, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't take it away if he doesn't. If he goes, it's credit to him. Do or die now. This we is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We will ask another great point guard what he thinks the Grizzlies are missing and if the Sixers have enough to beat the Heat. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. 
Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If Key comes out and dribbles like a two-year-old, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I'm telling you, the first possession, I'm not going hard at Allen. Yeah. I need to see Key go at Bart. Because Key and Bart are the ones that talk the most now. Key should be able to go to work because he? he's going to be guarded by Bart. And when Key scores on Bart, we will talk about that way more than we'll talk about the six buckets that I give anybody. That's all Key's going to talk about. Evan will be like, yeah, Key, it was a great move. We're going to make it into a sports center special. Key, you know I'm setting it up that way. You know I'm setting up that I am giving you the ball the first possession. I want you to go to work. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Okay. Was was that a pass or was that a shot? I'm saying what you think, I'm going to shoot like that? I mean, I don't know how you you to. I've never seen you shoot before. Are you going to attempt to get into some kind of cardiovascular condition in the next several weeks? For a 15-point basketball game, you really think I'm out of shape like that? No, I don't know. Like, I'm you asking. Really, no, are you, you really touch think a ball? You... But basketball shape's a little different. Pause. Phrasing. All right, so listen. you really honestly think that, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> listen, this thing has taken on a life of its own. Jay and Key are going up against Barton Han. Barton Han started it, talking about they could beat any show two-on-two, da-da-da-da. I'm not a part of this. They're like, yeah, you have to play too. Nope. Yeah. But Key and Jay I taking feel, on yeah. Barton Hunt. Guys, they're covering this on SportsCenter. I feel confident about going against uh, Alan Hahn and, and Bart Scott. What I, I, I didn't feel confident when I went against Cole Anthony, Greg Anthony's son, who yeah. now plays in NBA. That was a but do you, but listen, do you listen to what's going on on SportsCenter. This just into SportsCenter. Bart Scott and Alan Hahn have challenged Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams to a 2v2 basketball game. It is a... Slow day in sports, Randy. They're going to play in basketball? Allegedly. In basketball. All right, all right. So we got a former NFL player, Bart Scott, and the most improved player in the fourth grade, Alan Hahn. That's a big grade. Nothing to sniff at. Challenged Super Bowl champion Keyshawn Johnson mm-hmm. and national champion into two-time national player of the year, Jay well. J- Will, to a basketball game. Okay, Bart Scott, confident? It's like only people I think could get us some work maybe is Jalen and Jacoby because Jacoby like look like he can uh, shoot spot up three. I think he still plays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think I think other than that, I don't, I'm not worried about Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We got them barbecue chicken. I don't think it's nobody else. Period. I'm talking about both. I'm talking about the national about and the local. Greeny and the hashtag crew. Do you think we could take on them? Oh yeah. If all of the hashtags played and it's Jay just Will you and, and me, Jay Will and hey, Keyshawn. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. We just said it. Said you know we sweep the leg, but you know you know sweep the leg on Jay Weezy. That's Keyshawn easy, gonna run out of yeah, breath. I was going to say it's kind of disrespectful that we're literally the tallest sports they, center pairing they in the building. And they they couldn't beat us. Didn't even mention anything. Uh, my one question is, will there be medical personnel <laughs> <laughs> on standby? My thing is, do you want to do radio? Do you want to take over a radio yeah, show? Because two people are going to be murdered, and their names are Bart <laughs> Scott and Alan Hahn. So they may need someone to take over their show. Hey, but Gary, no, seriously, guys. Radio? No, seriously, good, good luck. <laughs> Jay, before before we played that Sports Center special, uh, you mentioned Greg Anthony's son. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Greg Anthony is here, NBA analyst on TNT. What are your thoughts, Greg, on Jay back on the court? What up, GA? Hey, what's going on, Jay? I, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I mean, I did hear you guys say you will have, I guess, medical staff nearby. Uh, just in case there are any concerns. I, I know Jay stays in shape, so I'm not as concerned. I, I don't know if uh, – does he stay in shape? Does he still grind and work out? And... You know, Greg, 
I can speak. I'm just asking for a friend. That would be a no, Greg. Hey, Greg, (laughs) put it this way. (laughs) I'm in in enough shape that I'm not worried about them. Okay. G.A. Okay. Well, you, you you know Bart is straight trying to play bully ball. Oh, yeah. It ain't gonna be. A, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of skill involved. That's, that's what worries the, that's me, the G. Thing that's that's what, that worries yeah, me. See? My face. Exactly. <laughs> Bark on the injury. Yeah. He talking about sweeping the leg. He's I mean, coming out in a mask like Joel Embiid. Yes, he plays football. What do you expect? Yeah, but my face though, Probably Greg. My money, money maker, maker, man. Right? I can't. I can't have. You know. I can't. This. This thing right here is just. You know. I gotta have a certain look, man. Yeah, y'all need to make sure y'all impose like flagrant and intentional. Exactly. Just, G- just to keep, you know, keep it honest. G-A, when is this gonna go down? By the way. Oh, June first. June first. Okay. Yeah, that's the date. I'm gonna get my popcorn then. Pay per view or what, what? What we got going on? What, uh, we, it's uh, gonna be live. It's gonna be streaming. It's gonna be streaming somewhere. IG, what's going on? I'm glad you know what streaming is. Key does not know what streaming is yet. Is that something to do with NFTs or is that something else? This is anyway. Speaking of a team being on their game, G.A., I have to ask you about last night. How do you look at this? Do you look at it as Memphis gave the game away, considering they're up 12 in the fourth quarter? Or do you look at Golden State won it and took it, even though it was an ugly game? In that scenario, look, I think it goes both ways. But I do think that Golden State won the game simply because with their experience, they made the plays down the stretch. Uh, you know, they were able to make some changes, made some adjustments. I thought having Andrew Wiggins was a huge decision to put him on the ball for pressure. If you notice, they, they really took away options for Memphis because they forced Memphis to play late in the shot clock. And Memphis, without job, they don't have a dynamic offensive player. They don't really have anybody that – Golden State has to load their defense to, and they just struggle to get good looks at the rim. I, I, I just felt like uh, Desmond Bain, who's in essence been their second best player all season, uh, his inability to have much of an impact, only getting up eight shots. I, I just thought it was going to be a challenge for them. Listen, they did everything they needed to defensively. You know, they they, they held Golden State to basically a hundred points. You know, if you, you told me going into the game that they'd be able to hold them to a hundred. Uh, and have the lead with basically a minute to go in the game uh, and not win it, I would have been a little surprised. But you got to give the credit to Golden State, man. They they played harder. Uh, they played smarter. And they had the best player on the floor who took over in the fourth quarter. Mm. Greg Anthony, NBA on TNT analyst, joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Greg, how much does the inexperience – of the Memphis Grizzlies in this situation, have them down three-one. You, you know, look, you could say it's the inexperience, but I and, and that plays a role to this extent. I think it's more the lack of talent. And understand what I'm saying. It's not that they aren't a good team, but they didn't have their Steph Curry. You know, if, if, if you think about how this series has played out. With with Ja on the floor, it changes everything that Thank Golden you. State does defensively. With him not on the floor, you now have to ask guys, and you guys both know this in sports. As a, the one thing a coach never wants to do is to ask players to do things they're not comfortable doing. And now all of a sudden, you have to find a guy who can 
offset the pressure and make plays and create opportunities for everybody. And they didn't have that. And and so now it just makes the game harder. Um, Golden State knew what they were going to get and how they were going to get it all game. I mean, especially in that fourth quarter, they, they were happy to be in a tight game because they felt like they had the best player. They had trust in how they were going to perform down the stretch. And I think Memphis just kind of lacked that a little bit. You know, yes, they had a lot of success during the regular season without Ja. But you guys both know the postseason is a completely different animal. You know, that that's the fifth time they played a team or fourth time they played a team in the last week. And, and that takes a toll. And that's why having great players are so important because they tend to be able to have success against great defense. Uh, and not having him, you know, you look at Desmond Bain only got up eight shots. Uh, Dylan Brooks struggled to shoot the basketball. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. struggled to shoot the basketball. Uh, and so that that takes a toll on a young team, uh, especially in a hostile environment. And so uh, that that's how I look at it now. Now we got to find out, does Job play in the next game? You know, can they rally uh, and force, you know, a, a sixth game, uh, a, a potentially a seventh game? That That's what we're going to have to find out. But I, I give the credit to, to, to Golden State because they still had to make plays down the stretch, and they made more of than Memphis. Greg, so talking to Greg Anthony, Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. So, look, I know it doesn't always work this way, but what I was trying to argue earlier, but no one agreed with me, was that if it's that close in a game four after you just got beaten up in game three, I have to think if Ja was ready to go, we're talking about a knotted series right now. And do you, do you think that is right? Do you think Ja's absence is the reason? When all is said and done, I know it changes everything, but that they're down 3-1 right now instead of knotted up. Well, I mean, I, I think you could absolutely make that argument. I mean, you know, if you if you flip the script and ask if Steph Curry didn't play and they were down 2-1 going into the game and they lost the game, I, I don't think anybody would say that Steph Curry's absence wouldn't have had an impact. You know, I mean, listen, John Moran has been the best player in the series. And that's with all due respect to the greatness of Steph Curry and, you know, obviously what Golden State has done and what he's done. But in this series, Ja had been the best player. He'd been the one guy for which Golden State really didn't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I will say this, though. You, it's, I'm not going to say they win it if he plays, but if you put the scenario we watched play out last night, that fourth quarter, yeah. and he's in the game, I, I think that they would have had a much better opportunity. I think they get a lot more good looks. You know, in that fourth quarter, I think when the heat gets turned up because of his ability to break down the defense, he's going to create better opportunities for for Memphis. So, yeah, I think it gives them a better chance. There's no doubt about that. Um, but he wasn't in the game, and, and they lost. And now they've got to win three in a row. And we all know how difficult a challenge that's going to be, especially for a young team. We'll just have to see how they respond to to the adversity. And, you know, now the series changes a little bit as well because now they're going to play every other day in essence. Uh, So there's not going to be a lot of time in between games to rest up. Uh, And and that could help a younger Memphis team, but only time will tell, especially not knowing the status of John Morant. Greg Anthony, NBA on TNT, analyst, former NBA PG, 1990 NCAA champion. 
UNLV. Damn, that was a long time ago. Man, but hey, the, those are the squads, though, GA. That's you got me into who? Hey, now, now that you done brought that up, I just want to know who made more money in college, Greg Anthony or Jay Will? Uh, Greg got his own business. What are you talking about? I, well, he I went, didn't he, have he to pay taxes. I tell people all the time, there's a reason why we didn't leave school early. But listen, but Y'all got to start paying taxes once you leave. So okay. we're like, man, let's go and go back one more year. <laughs> GA, more you, money you, call, doubt. you call game four of uh, Philly, Miami. And I, I am so curious. You seeing James Harden up close. I came on TV the day after that game and I said, it was an incredible game by James Harden. But, like, I, I don't expect that type of performance from James Harden night in, night out anymore. The playmaking ability of his is what really took it the next level because they made threes. And when he plays that way, passing the ball, them shooting 49% from the three-point line, I think that's when their team's at the best. But I don't expect James Harden to be a prolific 30-plus point scorer each and every night. Am I wrong with that? Or did you see something different on the floor, G.A.? Well, I, I, w- I would say this. Um, I, there's some truth to that, but I would also say that one of the biggest reasons why James was so much more effective is he had Embiid on the floor. So you got to – and you know, you guys, though, think, think about it. – it's no different than in football, right? Like, in, in, in basketball, when you've got a, a player like Embiid on the floor, defensively you can't be as aggressive in the other area because, you one, you can't take a body off of him. Right, and so when you put him and James in pick and rolls, it it gives Harden the opportunity to be more aggressive. He's not playing on his heels from an offensive standpoint when Embiid's not on the floor. Because think about, it's not just that they didn't have Embiid; they didn't even have a guy who could be a threat in essence at that center position. And so having Embiid out there just changes everything. For everyone, when you look at Philadelphia, that that's how dominant that guy is. And you know, I'm not gonna get it. I I, I wanted to get into the MVP stuff. I mean, I, I'm a big Jokic fan. I think he's an incredible talent. But that's just to me, there's just no way that you you can't have. You couldn't have felt better about Embiid as MVP. I, I voted for him. I, I thought his dominance. It's not like just statistics. And I think that's some something that we get caught up in. Like. We're going to reward a guy for having a great statistical season because other guys weren't there. I mean, now, he was really good, but that's not necessarily how you look at a, a, an MVP in my estimation. It's about your ability to be dominant and to uh, propel your team, and that's kind of how it played out. Even when MB wasn't as effective in terms of his stats, his impact was in game three. You know, his, his ability to dominate a game defensively. And so um, that helps James Harden. And and, and I, I still think James Harden has a lot left. The thing that gets lost with James Harden that nobody's talked about, he made this comment. He hasn't been confident. And you guys both know as an athlete, when you have a little doubt in your mind, and it's not necessarily that you don't have belief in your ability, but you haven't got comfort. He's been on three teams in one year. You know, no training camp, gets traded midseason, never played with any of these guys before. And we're expecting him to just, like it's a light switch, just is supposed to flip and he's supposed to be a top 75 player immediately. That's crazy. It, yeah. it just doesn't work that way. Like, it takes time, you know, for, for him to kind of figure it out. 
um, and to get to a point where he, he, he still doesn't know what version of, of himself he needs to be in order for Philly to be their best version. And, and you guys both know just as what you get a lot of that stuff in training camp, you know, over the course of a season when everybody's out there, you, your team is whole and roles are defined and developed. And so not having that, it puts a little bit of doubt in your mind. And, and a game like that game will do a, a tremendous amount for James Harden's confidence. And confidence plays a huge role in the impact of a player. And we say this in basketball all the time. Like, there ain't a big difference between the, the, the mm-hmm. best players in, in the league and, and the next level. Oftentimes what separates good from great is the mental makeup, is their confidence, is a guy who can go over 10 in the game, but he's expected to make the 11th shot, whereas a guy who's not as confident, he'll never go over 10. He'll go over 4. And then he'll start looking for other things to do besides shoot the basketball. And so I just I think that game gave James a ton of confidence to get back to who he was, and, and I yeah. think that's going to help them in the series. Not saying it helps him win it, but I think he'll be a better version than what we've seen thus far this postseason. Thank you, Greg Anthony, NBA analyst from TNT and, of course, star point guard and UNLV running Rebels, man. I rocked that hat all year in New York. All right, G.A. Thanks, G.A. Will a change of scenery lead to one Super Bowl winning quarterback finally getting his first MVP? All right, Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel Lady. Key, your 2022 MVP rankings. Yeah, this is a spring level right now. So I got Jonathan Taylor sitting at five, Tom Brady at four, Patrick Mahomes at three, Aaron Rodgers at two, and Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills sitting atop at number one in the spring. I must say that. It's a spring rank. No Justin Herbert yet. And Diana Rossini giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Who's missing from the list? Man, Key, you must have lost a lot of money this weekend at the Derby picking all the favorites. Jeez, my mom could have came up with that list. (laughs) Hi, Key. Good Good morning. Way to go in on all the studs. Mm hmm. Well, who. Here's the problem. I agree with Key, but here. Uh But, but, but. I'm going to throw a name in there. I think Russell Wilson <gasps> is a name we have to talk about. All right. Let's rip through well, this. He named his oh, dog no. Bronco. Oh, no. Don't do that on this show. You have <laughs> oh. a lot of people that don't want to see Russell Wilson succeed here. Oh, now, Evan. What? We're two years removed from him throwing 40 touchdown passes. I know it feels like it was a long time ago. Two years. Okay. I don't even think they need to win the division. They need to just get to the playoffs. And he will be in the conversation if he can do that again. I think it's that simple. I I, I think we're overthinking it. I think he's recharged, refreshed, and he has a shot. I think we're crazy if we're not having a conversation about Russell Wilson possibly doing it this season. No, I don't think think he's going to be able to do it, Diana. When I look at Russell Wilson, yes, two seasons removed from 40 touchdowns. And I know that when you look at Court Sutton and you look at Jared Judy, and you look at Patrick at the receiver's position with no Noah Fant on a run-first heavy team that rushed for 1,900 yards a year ago. They're not going to all of a sudden run away from that philosophy of 1,900 yards on the ground in the combination of running backs. 
I just don't see where these receivers are going to give him the same things that he got in Seattle from Lockett along with DK Metcalf. I just don't see it. They haven't they haven't provided it for anybody who's been there, quarterback. And most people would say, Diana, oh, it's the quarterbacks, it's not the receivers. Yeah, and I I would not that I want to help you make an argument here, but uh, you know, interceptions have been a problem for Russell, right? That that's where he kind of gets into trouble. But if he can if he can clean that up, and, and can you make some points? Uh, about that receiver spot, they're not as good. They're, they're just they're they're not they're not as good as they were in Seattle. But I, I just I think Russell is just one of those players we take for granted because he kind of got lost last season with that team. Um, as for the rest of your list, I, I love your Jonathan Taylor idea. You know, especially after what we saw. Hold guys, on, oh, don't, certainly don't, an don't idea. back down off the Russell Wilson thing. I oh, mean, no, N- Nathaniel yeah, I, Hackett, who is offensive coordinator for Green Bay, who got who helped Aaron Rodgers win two MVPs, it, he is now the head coach yeah. of Denver. Like, that is a narrative that we can build into your reasoning why you I, think I, Russell Wilson will be in the conversation. I like That's the help. Saying. I like the help. I'll take some more arguments here. Um, I just – I think we've been very critical of go. Russell, but – there are pieces there that I think you're missing too, Key. They may not be DK Metcalf, and they have changed. And, and the, the Noah Fan thing, I do think, is their biggest weakness in, in terms of not having it. But um, I, I'm 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 just not ready to to say that he's not in that conversation. Don't let Jay get you to try to side with him. Hold your saying, own on the show. If you really I, don't believe it, just say, don't let Jay do talk it. you into that. I do believe it. I, and, like, your list, like I said, like, my niece wrote the same list this morning. She's eight. Diana, I have right? a better it's, omission. It, th- those are great options. Jonathan Taylor, here's the problem. There, uh, uh, you know, a non-quarterback hasn't win, won the MVP since 2012, Adrian Peterson, right? So it's been a while. It just doesn't happen. I think we've had four running backs since 2000, even win the award. I like the idea. I just – this list Diana, is – an idea. You're missing the biggest, most glaring omission. What? Who's the best quarterback in the NFL last two years on third and fourth down? Who's still ascending? Who got more offensive line help? Who is – who has the height, speed, arm, accuracy? Who threw 38 touchdowns last year? I'm going to say it right now. Justin Herbert will win I, MVP this I year. I think the reason why Justin Herbert has the challenge is his team needs to win. They, 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 were, right. they missed the playoffs by a single game last Agreed. year, and they but, got better. But I think Max, he's got a tougher road to get Max there Kellerman. than the did other you? quarterbacks that Key has listed. Yeah, Max Kellerman, did yes. you just guarantee yep. that Justin yep. Herbert Herbert's going to win MVP? Yep. He got a first win, win the what? damn enough games to get into yep. the damn playoffs. He's going to do that too. Is that a spring MVP or is that yeah. the that, that's What is that, MVP. OTA MVP? Guys, the more I think about it, a lot of times quarterbacks oh, make gosh. enormous leaps year three. He was so good year one. Everyone's like, well, he'll regress a little year two. He was yeah. better year Guys, two. This better is a, year two. You know two. who his coach player. is, Max? Well, that's a good point. That, that, that is, that's but although his coach is pretty good. I, he, I mean, he's I, so stupid. That his, is, those, coach, those, his coach is going to lose four games on his or own. Or they might win. They might, those decisions might work out next time. Yeah, okay. Analytics. Go right ahead. Mm. It'll work out for you. The whole mm. league believes in analytics. The whole game is played that yeah, way don't, nowadays. Don't, li- don't listen to that. The whole league does not believe in no damn analytics. Billy, so don't so believe stupid. that. Billy, you're so stupid. <laughs> We're still playing that drop. Die, your thoughts? It all went over your heads. You guys embarrassed me that day. I had so many people tweeting at me. We like, missed it. You all just looked at me like this 
person is not entertaining at all, and she's not funny. And I actually thought about not coming on the show this week. <gasps> well, I know. The control room got it. Just throwing that out. Yeah, oh, we laughed. The control room oh, just because you guys yeah, yeah. made it into a social no. media clip an Being hour after the show was over. Like, Yates was cutting that like immediately after she Those said Those guys it. were texting me a minute after I was on the show. Like, that was amazing. I'm like, no, it wasn't. No one even heard me. No, say it was it. it was it was really good. Oh, it wasn't your best minute. stuff on the show though. Okay. Diana you know, needs your recognition for all was? her good work. Thank Jay, you. Jay, that's right. You've been in love. Jay, you've been in love. That line haunts me. Thank you, Diana. <laughs> We're building. Diana Rossini, ladies and gentlemen. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Speaking of Russell Wilson. CBS just announced Rams Broncos on Christmas Day, 4.30 p.m. Meantime, a blockbuster NBA trade between the league's two biggest disappointments. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Yes, it does take two to make a thing go right. You need at least two superstars, right? Lakers got LeBron and... AD, I mean, Westbrook is not really that anymore, or at least wasn't that last year. And Brooklyn don't have Harden anymore, but they still have KD and Kyrie. And in case you just missed it, this is what Kendrick Perkins, the ESPN NBA analyst, had to say on first take on Friday. Listen to this. I said, Stephen A., that if I'm the Lakers, I would really consider trading Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving. And let me explain why, okay? I think that it's time for both franchises, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, to get a new change, okay? Both of them. And I think the players need a new change. I wouldn't mind seeing Kyrie Irving back with LeBron James, a guy that he went to finals with and won a championship, had one of the greatest runs to a championship in NBA history. And I also wouldn't mind seeing Anthony Davis uh, team up with Kevin Durant in the Eastern Conference. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I think for the Lakers, it would be tremendous. First off, Kyrie can play off of LeBron James. And granted, they had their little thing uh, when they were in Cleveland. But they Kyrie, went to four straight finals in one more. Yes, yeah. and Kyrie actually just addressed this on uh, KD's podcast the other day. I was listening to it just about – 
all that with LeBron being water under the bridge and that their relationship is moving forward. So, like, my thing is they complement each other perfectly because LeBron is a pass-first type of guy. Uh, at this stage of his career, he can utilize and pick and roll, pick and pop situations, can make plays down the stretch. And Kyrie is a guy that offensively can carry you and it allows you to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's going to be for eight. Oh, yeah, I see. But, Key, you know what I like about it so much, and I don't think that Brooklyn would do it. But let me tell you, Key, what I love about the idea. Kobe and Shaq were a pairing, right? I mean, Shaq and Penny, too, but Kobe and Shaq in L.A. And they won. They went to they, – they three-peated. <laughs> they three-peated and then also went to another finals. But – there was always a sense they underachieved, even with the three-peat. That's how great they were. The two best players in the league on the same team in their primes. And, you know, they, Shaq talked and has talked recently about what he did wrong and this and that. And LeBron and Kyrie, not as exactly Kobe and Shaq, but you get the idea, right? The younger scorer guy against the big unstoppable, you know, and the big unstoppable guy on the same team. And they won a championship and they went to four straight, but key – they didn't ever really get it right. If they were to be paired again together, it would be a chance to make it right. I, I, I think it, it makes all the sense in the world for the Lakers. Um, if I'm the Lakers and, and this was a real opportunity, not just a perk dream, then I certainly would do it. The, the problem is, will Brooklyn do it, right? And, and, and people say, well, Kyrie, uh, he'll fit in L.A. He will fit in L.A. with no problem at all. We are a little different than so the East Coast people in terms of just, I I think, the thought process, the zen-like, all the stuff that Kyrie. Yeah, forget the vaccine, cold-pressed juice. Yeah, 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 exactly. We like – we want to go to the the, 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 the top <laughs> organic markets. He can right. hang out in yeah. Venice Beach and go watch the guys hoop in the afternoon. Toes out. Yeah. Toes out. I mean, yeah. it's just Kyrie, you Venice know, and, and I think it all will fit perfectly for his personality here. Um, if there's a little kookiness that goes on, Jay, that happened in Brooklyn where he decided he wanted to go on a little hiatus for a couple of weeks, I don't know that the Laker fans would be mad. We'd be like, okay, cool. Where you going? Let's go. That's, just, <laughs> that's the reality of it, yeah. though, when you're out here. Where are you going? To isolate in Malibu? Great. We'll all hang out at the beach. And well, well, hey, we'll do we sage, gonna hang out to Pega, we go hang out to Pega Canyon together. Just let us know. Phil Jackson advising, let him go. It's let all him good. Go. It's all exactly. Right. The more you let him go, the more he wants to the be The more here. he goes. Yes. If you have a bird and you open your hand, if it wants to fly away, it will come It to was you. never yours. Absolutely. <laughs> Is the Big Bad Empire back? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.